Greetings, everyone. You are tuned into episode 40 of the Trust and Believe Nomad cast. I'm your host, Mr. Anderson. Thank you for joining me today on the 9th of December, 2021. I ask you to please support the Trust and Believe Nomadcast.buzzsprout.com. Subscribe, click the bell icon, support the TikToks and the Instagrams. I'm everywhere, y'all. Also, all your favorite podcast platforms to include Apple, Spotify, Amazon, Google, and the rest. And also, I'm on Patreon. So I'm everywhere. You can find me. Trust and Believe Nomadcast, retired Master Sergeant 20. All right. Now, for my opening remarks, yesterday I mentioned that uh, I was going to back brief you guys, update you guys on uh, the issues I had with my heels. So I went to the VA yesterday, and uh, my doctor, my PCM, she reminded me of something. She said, you know, you came to see me a couple years ago with these same heel issues, but I know you you know, you know, had your knee surgeries a couple years ago as well. So I kind of forgot about the whole heel issue, right, because I had – for those who don't know, I had back-to-back knee surgeries, uh, arthroscopic and a uh, knee con- reconstruction in 2019 and 2020, right? Two surgeries in under a calendar year, which is not healthy at all. You know, a lot of stress on my knees, and I still feel it. So I had heel issues, spurs, you know, in my heel, but I didn't even, you know, think nothing of it because the knee was my primary focus, especially since I was getting ready to transition and to retire. And so yesterday when I went to the doctor, she was like, yeah, your heel's kind of swollen. And even walking on it hurts. I have to walk kind of like on the, the balls of my right foot, right? So she's ordered me some, uh, almost like a, she called it like a step ladder, something you can put inside your shoe and it alleviates some of the pain and tension in my heel. And then tomorrow I go get an actual x-ray on it. Um, so it's one of them things, you know, you kind of ignore throughout life and it comes back to bite you, comes back to haunt you, if you will. So my wife asked me this morning, you know, if I had to have surgery on it, will I accept it? I'm like, at the end of the day, the kid is tired of being in pain. So whatever happens, whatever they need to do, just put me to freaking sleep. <laughs> put me to sleep. Cut this freaking thing open. Take all that mess out. Sew me back in. Wake me up. Rehab it. Continue movement, right? All good. Again, I hope everyone has had a great um, Thursday. Hope you had a great week as well. So, that's going to conclude my opening remarks and my uh, sneaker story on a Thursday today. I'm going to talk about the Air Maxes that came out years ago uh, and how those shoes uh, influenced my work habits. So I'm going to tell you the story on that. Again, today, 9 December 2021, Trust and Believe Nomad Cast. See y'all in a bit. Sneaker stories on a Thursday. Trust and Believe, y'all. Welcome back to the Trust and Believe Nomad Cast here. Sneaker stories on a Thursday. On a Thursday? Yeah, on a Thursday. All right, so I talked about uh, in my opening remarks, my sneaker story in this particular shoe. This has been an ongoing theme uh, with these sneaker stories. I, I love kind of going back into the, to the archives, if you will, my mental archives and talking about these stories because, man, I got stories for freaking days when it comes to sneakers gym shoes or what have you and gym shoes kind of shape the way um i do things you know the reason why i wanted to work and i'm gonna talk about that in the story is because i wanted a pair of shoes when growing up in detroit in my time 
shoes really defined the person. Um, that's how we knew each other, you know. Hey man, you see such and such? No, you talking about the dude that got the what's names on? You know, as as weird as it sounds, and not coming from that environment, you may not understand it. But gym shoes, you know, back then it was like a that was almost like the the origin of sneaker worship, if you will. It was organic. It was real. Now it's different. They just collect them and put them up, and there's no there's no history with it. There's no sacrifice with the shoes nowadays. They kind of just, you know, again, this is a different era. You know, it's, it's a different time. So I don't want to be judgmental because a lot of the, the new folks are probably judgmental on the old heads like me. So it is what it is. But today's sneaker story on a Thursday, I'm going to take you back to March 1990. That's when these came out, the Air Max 90s, 1990 in March. And as you can see, this shoe has stood the test of time. Again, this shoe... I haven't worn this shoe. I bought the shoe off StockX. Still has the same accessories with it. As you can see, the string, the strings are still tied up in them. I bought these shoes last year off StockX. Last year, December, as a matter of fact, because this is one of the original colors. And I was like, I got to get them. I got to get them. And so I ordered them. I haven't rocked them yet. I probably will this summer because this is a summertime shoe. You know what I'm saying? You rock these shoes with no socks on. Put some daggone foot potter in your shoes. That way your shoes and your feet are not smelly if you rock these in the summer without socks, right? But, you know, the original the, with the Nike freaking uh, square logo, we used to put to keep this on our shoes or just keep it around us. It was things back then, man. Those sneaker collection was something else. But again, the back, classic Nike Air Bubble Air Max 90s came out in March. 1990 the shoe has still stood the test of time people are still rocking these in various colors as you can see this is the orange and black the white in here got the gray very beautiful shoe again i ordered these off StockX. shameless plug StockX is headquartered where detroit baby downtown detroit that's where the headquarters at and they got offices all over the world right but that's where the headquarters at 1990 Air Maxes. You want to say Air Max right here? Lovely shoe. I haven't worn it yet. I'm going to wear them in the summer of 2022, right? Summertime shoe. But I will tell you, part of my sneaker story, this is the reason why I wanted to work. I wanted to have my own job. This shoe is the reason. Well, it's another reason. Along with the Adidas form is the reason why I wanted to work, right? But... Again, you can catch the Adidas Forum sneaker store on a Thursday on episode 16. If you want to look at that, the Adidas Forum sneaker store. But today it's about the Air Maxes, right? And this shoe is the reason why I wanted to work. And I will tell you the story about this particular shoe. So when this shoe came out in 1990, the summertime, well, it came out in March. But that summer, getting ready to go school shopping, my mom and dad took me to school shopping. Uh, we went to Fairlane, which is in Dearborn. Fairlane is a mall in Detroit. Well, Dearborn, outside of Detroit. And so they took me school shopping, and um, I wanted, uh, it was a pair of Reeboks I wanted, a pair of Reebok workouts that I ended up getting. It was these Air Maxes, and there was another shoe. I can't remember. But I wanted three pair of shoes, three pair of shoes for school, right? 
and along with my other outfits. And my pops was like, no, nah, I'm going to get you these two pair of shoes. You want this pair of Reeboks? And I can't remember the other brand. But nonetheless, I wanted these freaking Air Maxes. Because Cats was buying these Air Maxes, man. And I was like, yo, I got to have them. I got to have them. I need them. I want them. So my father's like, no, you're going to get these Reeboks and whatever the other shoe was. And so when they get ready to go to the school year, some of my friends, even my neighbors, you know, cats down the street, they had these Air Maxes, Air Max 90s, this and that and the third. And I'm like, man, I got these Reeboks on. And the Reeboks was fly because people were still wearing Reeboks in the early 90s, right? Don't get it twisted. Reeboks had a stranglehold as well as other shoes. The market was just different back then. And I was so mad at my mom and pops when I getting me these Air Maxes. And I remember telling my father, I was like, you know, he's like, you know, I'm not going to spend all my money buying these shoes. So all the shoes do, it, it, you tear up the shoes. You know, back when I was growing up and I'm like, all right, here we go. Back when you was growing up and you walked 55 miles barefoot on nails and glass in the summertime. Got it. Understood. Acknowledged. Noted. However, comma. I need you to buy me these Air Maxes. And that was a spoiled little cat, right? So I got pretty much what I wanted, but I forgot about all that. I wanted these freaking Air Maxes, right? And I'm like, how dare you say you're not going to buy me these shoes? And so I told my father, I'm like, I don't know what the problem is. It ain't like we ain't got the money. You work at Chrysler. You can, you can get these shoes. And when I said it, I looked at him and I was like, oh, Maybe I shouldn't have said that, right? Maybe I should just be quiet. And I realized maybe I need to keep my mouth shut. So I didn't say nothing. I kind of just walked upstairs and my father's a big dude. He's like six, six feet and some change. Big dude, right? And uh, yeah, he was very mad at me. And so I didn't get those Air Maxes, but what those Air Maxes did, they taught me a valuable lesson. I said, this is the last time I'm going to have to ask my parents to buy me school clothes. This is the last time I have to ask my parents to buy me some freaking uh, gym shoes. This is the last time. Forget it. And that's why I say at the opening of this sneaker story, um, this is this shoe fuel. This shoe was a catalyst for me to buy, to be able to buy and purchase everything I wanted. And so I ended up working at White Castle that following summer. And, and there was an onslaught from there. You know, I was buying all sorts of things, buying all sorts of shoes. I didn't care. You know, I was just spending money. My mom was like, you know, why are you spending all that money on them shoes? You know, you're going to wear them. And then, you know, next year they're going to be beat up. I'm like, they ain't going to get beat up because I'm going to keep buying these shoes. I'm going to keep buying them. Right. But I tell you, this, this shoe is the reason why I wanted to start working. And I will tell you my first episode trying to work to try to purchase these shoes on my own without parental help. Uh, it was a Perry drugs in Detroit. I grew up on the West side and there was a Perry drugs. Perry drugs used to be a main, uh, drug store, almost like your Walgreens, almost like your Arbors, almost like your CVS is what you have now. I don't think they have a Arbors anymore, but Perry drugs was that, sh um, drug store, like the neighborhood drug store, Perry drugs. You can look it up on YouTube or Google. And so. It was a, it was one located in my neighborhood right off Livernois in Innervale. So all I had to do was walk up the street, boom, hit Innervale, I mean, uh, Livernois, and I'm there. 
So I went in and tried to fill out an application. I wanted these freaking Air Maxes. And I wanted a freaking job because I knew that job was going to facilitate me in purchasing these freaking Air Maxes. So I went there and um, the guy was like, yeah, I want to do an interview with you. Uh, come back tomorrow. All right, bam. So I'm excited. I'm telling my friends, I'm like, yo, I'm about to get a job at Perry Drugs. I'm going to buy me these freaking Air Maxes and it's a wrap. So I get there the next day and the guy was like, no, we're not hiring. You know, I'm like, dang, dude, you could have told me that yesterday instead of walking up here. Because back in the day, I was either walking or catching the bus. I wasn't driving anywhere because I didn't have a car. So my next place I wanted to walk to kind of to purchase these freaking Air Maxes was uh, it was a grocery store right on Wyoming Avenue, uh, which was close. And uh, I knew that store. It was Big Valley. I used to go there. Got dog 700 times a freaking day going to the freaking grocery store. Right. So I'll go up there. And the guy that was in charge of it, his name was Jerry. I asked him, I said, Jerry, oh, you know me. I come in here every day. My grandma coming here. My mom's coming here. My family members coming here. I need to get a job working as a bagger or a stocker or whatever. Cause I, you know, I didn't tell him this, but I wanted these freaking air maxes. And, uh, he was like, no, nah, we're not hiring right now. I'm like, okay, but you take all my freaking family's money going to this, coming to the store, buying up this freaking meat and buying up all these goods in here, but I can't get a job here. You know how much money we done put in this store? Cause again, and you can ask my family members, I was going to big Valley 700 times a freaking day up and down, up and down the street, going through the alley, up and down the street, going to freaking big Valley. Cause that was the neighborhood grocery store. Fun fact, it was a Spartan grocery store, Spartan. I don't know if they in business anymore. It was the main, um, grocery distributor in Michigan and I think the headquarters was in Grand Rapids. So that's the nerd por portion. So, you know, can't, I can't forget some of this stuff. And, uh, so my, la the next place I want to work was, uh, the city of Detroit cause they had like summer jobs and my cousins, they had got summer jobs and they would get paid every week. So I'm like, shoot, I got to get a bonnet. Cause again, my whole purpose was to get a pair of air maxes, ladies and gentlemen, Air Max 90s, ladies and gentlemen. You know how long ago that was? And I was trying to get these shoes, and my parents wouldn't buy them, but I had to have these shoes because I needed a job, not to learn um, responsibility, not to learn sacrifice. I wanted a job because I wanted these freaking Air Max 90s. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, I was, a, I was something else back then, man. I'm glad now I don't have to worry about that. Just freaking get it when I want it. But back to the story. So the next place I wanted to work was, uh, it was the city of Detroit and my cousins, they got jobs there. And so if you work for the city of Detroit, you would, uh, clean up the freeways. You would clean up the parks. You would do all anything area beautification for the city of Detroit. And depending on the side of Detroit, you lived, that's the sector you worked at. So if you lived on the West side, you would deal with some of the West side areas, East side, so on and so forth. Right. So I tried to get a job there. They paid every week. I'm like, shoot, I'm on it. Nothing happened. Didn't get a job. So I'm like thinking, okay, where can I work to not only buy a pair of Air Max 90s, where else can I work that I know will hire me, that I wouldn't have any issues being hired? Where can I work? Ding, ding, ding. White Castle. Because my aunt at the time was a district supervisor. And the majority of my family's very first level of employment 
was working at White Castle. And I'm like, dude, why don't you think of this from the jump? So my, I talked to my aunt, you know, want to work at White Castle, yada, yada. So she, you know, hooked up an interview for me at a White Castle that I ended up working at for two years. Uh, I ended up getting hired there and the rest is history. But I will tell you a couple of things that fueled my, uh, my persistence with work. And I ended up changing, you know, the way I thought about work as I grew older, you know, but again, you got to understand at this time I was a young cat, uh, of legal age and I wanted a pair of shoes and I knew since my mother wasn't going to buy them and my father wasn't going to buy them, I need to find a way legally, legally to buy these shoes. So I will say the, you know, the doors that they shut on me in terms of not buying the shoes when I wanted all the, the employees prior to white castle, they closed the doors on me and told me they're not interviewing or we're no longer hiring all that fueled my, uh, passion for work and employment. Cause ain't no telling if my parents had to kept buying me shoes when I wanted, I don't know if I would have developed, I probably would have, but I don't know if I at that time would have developed that, that desire to not ask, uh, my parents for anything. Because that's what pretty much fueled it. When my father's like, no, I'm not buying you no more shoes. I took that as a, as a challenge. Like, oh, you know, you're not going to buy me these shoes. What do you mean? You work at Chrysler. You you making a pretty good bank. You know what I'm saying? Why aren't you buying me these shoes? And now I look at, look at, look back at it. I'm thankful that he did that because what it did, it taught me the value of hard work, hard sacrifice, uh, things that I learned later on. But back then I just wanted, I just wanted the shoe. And I tell you, I'm glad that happened because even like to this day, I'm not a person like the ax. Oh yeah. I'm not type person where I like to ask people for things. Uh, and people have helped me in my military career. I'm not trying to say that. Uh, but I think it's something knowing that when you wake up in the morning, through your hard work, through your sacrifice, through all your enormous responsibilities, you provide for yourself, you provide for your family and you do the things that you want to do to be successful. And you purchase the things through hard work, that labor, that, that passion, that enjoyment you have, and you can buy the things you want. You know, as you grow older, some of your things that you want to purchase in life go from being materialistic to household to stocks, uh, anything. Right. But I'll tell you my first, my first foray into wanting to have my own, it was these shoes along with the Adidas forms, but mainly it was the Air Max nineties because my mother and father said, no, we're not going to get these shoes for your little spoiled little butt. And I tell you again, all this is original arch support and my arches It's funny that they put, they put these in here. My arches, you could drive a freaking truck up under my arches, but that's another story. But I will tell you, as I conclude my sneaker stories, that shoe, I tell you, it, it holds a lot of weight uh, in my life because whenever I think about that shoe, when I look at the shoe, if I see an advertisement on the shoe or if I see anybody wearing it, I always think about 1990, that summer when I was told, no, you're not going to get them. And that you know propelled me to saying, you know what? I'm going to get things on my own in the legal way and not have to worry about mom and dad buying it. And I, again, I'm thankful that, you know, I've put myself in a position where, you know, I'm self-reliant, self-sufficient when it comes to 
that sorts of things were. I don't have to ask anybody for nothing, but it was a long road to get there. So if you get to a point where you're tired of, of asking, get out there and get it yourself, man, legally. Do the things you need to do. If it's something you want in life, don't sit around and act, wait for nobody. You get it yourself. You do it yourself. You know why? You'll be proud of yourself because you did it. All right. And I think that's my message for today. That, that shoot. And I tell you, even think about it now. I think about walking, going to those interviews when I'm looking at this shoe. And this was the sole reason why I want the work. Again, it wasn't to learn responsibility. It was to, I need to be fresh. I need to give me some low cut ankle socks and with these and, and rock them. But the Air Max 90s, I tell you, man, these sneaker stories, when I tell them, it's not because, hey, you got a bunch of shoes and, you know, it's not bragging or anything. Any shoe that I wear has a story. I'm telling you this. As you can see, I mean, I got, what, 50, almost 50, 40 episodes of this stuff. Every shoe has a unique story. And this story taught me the value of wanting to get out on your own, purchase things on your own, do all your work, your sacrifice. When you receive that check, you know, hey, I did this. I worked those 40 hours. I'm going to get what I want. Now, spend responsibly, save responsibly, but enjoy yourself responsibly. And I think that's probably the biggest takeaway from this. All right, so that concludes Sneaker Stories on the Thursday here on the 9th of December. I hope we all got something out of it. Again, the story was just the main takeaway was in having responsibility, inheriting responsibility to be responsible, to buy things on your own, to purchase on your own, and you'll be glad you did. Now, I'm not saying in life you will never need help. I don't, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is there's value when you, you work and you're diligent with your performance and you do everything you need to do. And it's a smile when you go to the store. That's what they talk about retail therapy. When you buy something, whether it's a shoe, whether it's a purse, whether it's a house, whether it's a car, whatever it is, when you buy something on your own, there's so much satisfaction. You guys know this, y'all are working, you know, there's so there's satisfaction when you purchase something on your own because you did it. It's a wonderful feeling. It's a great feeling. Don't ever lose that feeling. All right. Trust and believe Nomad Cast signing off on this Thursday on the 9th of December. Right. We are almost approaching Christmas, y'all. We are approaching Christmas. We are approaching New Year's. I'm glad you guys are tuned in. Stay safe this weekend. Be sound. Be smart. Be diligent. We out there shopping. Make sure you're looking around, especially the females out there. If you're shopping by yourself. Look around, get on the phone with someone, a trusted, trusted confidant. Why are you walking around by yourself? Because there's some crazy people out there, right? There's some unresponsible people out there. So watch yourselves. Watch what you purchase. Constantly look around. Don't mind if you're looking crazy. If you're looking around doing all this stuff, don't care what people think about you, right? Because you never know who's watching you, all right? If you go into a dark place, get on the phone. Make sure you got a flashlight. Get you a taser. Get you, get you a taser, get you a taser, get you some mace, get something to protect yourself because this is the time of season where the wolves want to come out, right? Because people don't have the daggone responsibility and, you know, and the wherewithal to get things on their own. So they want to take stuff from others. So how do you combat that? You be smart, you be diligent, you be proactive in your thoughts, you be proactive in your movements, you be deliberate with your thoughts, you be deliberate with your movements. And just be safe. 
holiday season coming up throughout all the year, but this type of time of year is magnified. Be safe, be sound. See you guys on Monday, on Monday Mental Combat. Be safe, y'all. One thing I want to say before I leave here, we talk about people being strong and I got the heart of a lion and I'm a lion. I'm rawr. The lion's roar is loud. It scares people. Let me tell you something about a lion. I'm not talking about my Detroit lions. Let me tell you something about a lion. A lion is great. A lion is strong. A lion is, is powerful. But let me tell you something. The wolf is someone you need to think about. While the lion may be strong, the lion may be powerful. The lion's roar is loud, it's strong, it's thunderous. A wolf never performed in the circus. Trust and believe, y'all. See y'all Monday. Have a good weekend. Thanks.